Church. Welcome back to the Midweek Podcast. It is uh, a joy to be with you today over the airwaves. Um, Brent Bullard, Pastor Elder Brent Bullard, how are you doing? You know, Stephen, I never know quite yet what you're going to say. And, yeah, me neither. And if you all can see his face, he clearly does not know either what he's going to say. But it always comes out just right. You know why Winging it's going it. to be all right? Because we're here with Cynthia and Drew Knowles today. Oh, yeah. This is a, a joy to sit down together. And so we thank you all for, for making time this Tuesday uh, to come in and share a little bit about your story. So we'll just kind of lead it off that way. Uh, would you all tell us, uh, how did you come to know each other? Tell us how the Knoll family began. Okay, well, I'll start. Um, my mother was uh, Drew's art teacher in fourth through seventh grade. And so we got to know, he had younger siblings and she was all of their teachers. So we got to know that family pretty well. And she says, even to today, that she had him picked out for me all those many years ago. Wow. Is this in Nacogdoches? This is in Dallas. No. Dallas, okay. All true. <laughs> that part's true. <laughs> so how did you end up, you started, when did you start dating then? Um, high school. It went back and hasn't been steady ever since high school. But um, when I was a senior and she was a junior, I think she was, I was involved in a, a class. I somehow got credit for it, probably, where you tutored people, you know, in subjects that you've already taken. And uh, Cynthia was struggling with trigonometry, I think. And, uh, and I was the tutor that, that uh, was able to take advantage of that opportunity. <laughs> and uh, mm-hmm. so it helped her through her math. I don't know that we were very successful on the trigonometry, but, uh, <laughs> but, but it worked out well for me. <laughs> That's incredible. Well, how in the world did you all end up, uh, as you got married, tell us about how you got married and how you ultimately came here to Nacogdoches and Grace Bible Church. Sure. Um, well, we got married, uh, well, we started dating in high school, uh, dated a little bit into college, but we were at different schools. I was at Baylor and she was at TCU. Um, Baylor, who you might know as the national champions. <laughs> you know, I heard Bobby Austin <laughs> mentioned something about that it's, in passing. It's, it's that same Baylor. Um, <laughs> well, we were at different colleges. We uh, broke up and were not, not dating each other for a while. And then after Baylor, I went to law school at SMU. And Cynthia was at TCU finishing up her degree. Um, and, uh, and we started dating again then. Um, and like a week after I graduated, we got married, um, lived in Dallas for a few years, then Shreveport. Then we were in a, and we we really intentionally and we enjoyed going to getting out of the rat race, you know, getting to a smaller town. Um, from Shreveport, we had a short stop in Tulsa. The company I went with got bought out, so we said we wanted to be a Texan again, um, and we moved back. And, and I've always I liked East Texas. There's not a lot of big companies in East Texas that needed what I did, but Cynthia's sister Marla had married Johnny Christian, and they lived here. And we, you know, if we're going to live, you know, try and be near family again, then we might as well live in the same town. So I commuted down to Dybal with what was then Temple Inland, and uh, and this became our home over 20 years ago. Um, and Grace Bible Church, really from the very start, was has been a key part of our lives, and they've seen us through you know, tough times through raising kids, through that raising grandkids, you know, not, not that we're personally raising them, but, mm-hmm. but, uh, but GBC has been a, a real big part of that for us the whole time we've been here. Mm-hmm. So Cynthia, what was that like for you coming to, I guess you lived 
all those towns you mentioned are much larger than Nacogdoches. So when you came to Nacogdoches, what were your impressions and kind of how did you go about choosing Grace Bible Church to get connected here? Well, we had visited Nacogdoches several times with my sister being here, and we really didn't go visit anywhere else because she had our pew picked out for us. She had our (laughs) friends picked out for us. Um, We didn't really have a choice, and we're glad of that. The first time we visited, we just felt like this was home. It was much smaller at that time, but it was just easy to love Grace. What year was this around? Like maybe maybe 1999 or... 2000. Yeah, right around that time. Very good. Yeah. And so in that time, in your uh, your marriage and you're raising kids here, um, what are all the ministries that you all... And I I know obviously people know uh, Cynthia is our Connect Director, but what are all the different (laughs) ways you all have served together as a couple and also individually in the life of the church through the years? Uh, We've we played roles with every, from teaching Sunday school in the kids ministry, um, sixth grade classes, maybe younger. I don't remember now, probably about then. That's when we moved here. Our son was in sixth grade. So that's probably where we would have plugged in first. Uh, and our daughter's two years younger than he is. Um, but we did, you know, junior high, high school, we, you know, kind of aged up with them doing things like that. And then, uh, you know, Cynthia's just, she's got a gift with people and, and she's, she's a perfect person for a connection kind of a role. So she's been doing that for several years. Um, and then, uh, and I've been plugging in with uh, worship ministry. Um, I've joked several times that, you know, it, it, to me, it's such a big deal that the slides get up there before you sing that verse, mm-hmm. you know, because many, many people, maybe most, even songs that you know well, you're not sure right. which verse is coming next. Well, if the slide's not up there, you know, everybody's stumbling. It's so true I, for the worship leader as well. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, I mean, but the worship guy, you can see the next one coming on it's the back true. screen, which is a thought to put that on the front too. But the uh, uh, I, was, I wasn't going to grump about it unless I was willing to do something about it. Yeah. And so that's I, I volunteered to help out and, and learn that. And I, I was, was and still am no tech, no whiz with that kind of thing. But, uh, but I, I learned enough to try and stay just uh, you know, a step ahead. So that kind of thing. Uh, we're, Cynthia's busy every Sunday morning, but I'm, I've been um, as active as I can be when I'm not doing worship stuff in Bill Flynn's Sunday school class. Yeah. Um, sweet, great people. Uh, I say Bill Flynn, um, Justin Blunt teaches there too, and they're both great teachers, um, super class, sweet people. I used to say it was the older class that I was going into, but it's becoming much more my contemporaries uh, than the older class. class. becoming younger and younger. Uh, but they're, they're good, sweet people there. Um, I mean, Alma Ruth still plays piano in there, and uh, she's very involved. And... Um, she, I remember when we first came here, she was still a listener in Awana for our daughter's age group. Um, and she's just seeing people like that still serving from, mm-hmm. from then until now. Mm-hmm. One of the components I think that's, to me, quite interesting is, uh, you know, I remember when we first came here, visited spring break of 2018. Uh, of course, we ended up at your house. You all hosted us for a meal uh, with the staff, and that was a great time. And and I don't think a week passes that y'all don't have somebody in your home, uh, whether it's a group, a ministry, or friends over, newer people to grace, whatever it is. You always have people in your homes. And and as you mentioned, you have grandkids. You have a lot of different poles in a lot of different ways. Uh, so how 
you know, some people might look and say, well, you're extroverted and that's just what you do. But how has your faith and trust in Christ, how does that shape how intentional you are with your resources? Basically, why are you all the way that you are? Because it's peculiar. <laughs> in a good well, way. Yeah, um, <laughs> it's, I think it's really started uh, when our kids were younger and we wanted to intentionally be the house where people came and people hung out because um, we wanted that time with them. And so we would always have the snacks and the open door. And um, they spent a lot of time there um, ruining part of my decorations and part of my furniture, but we loved it. We loved it. And as they moved on, there was kind of an, you know, an emptiness there. And we Mm -hmm. wanted to continue to fill that with whoever um, and whenever. Mm. So it's just an open door. Our house really was, it was a community house before we were even in it. Literally when we got the house, it needed a lot of work and it's very different than it used to be. Mm -hmm. But I remember um, the pastor at the time and Bud Wright, I mean, Bud Wright was on his knees with a scraper helping us clean off the floor because we were going to redo the house. And Rick Hurst lived around the corner and he he drove his lawn, uh, John Deere lawn tractor over and mowed our lawn <laughs> while everyone was just doing chores up on us out. So really before we were even living in it yet, um, it was that kind of a place. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of what we do, I mean, Absolutely. It's, um, I do what Cynthia is interested in doing and she's very hospitable. Um, very, uh, more, much more extroverted than I am. Um, and so it's, it's really been, uh, you know, she's one of those who she enjoys having people, enjoys having people a lot. You know, at the end of the day, she might collapse tired, Mm-hmm. But it was life giving all through that, mm-hmm. and I'd be much more like eh, I'm just going to go hang out with one person or or myself more often. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but it's been it's been great for me. It's gotten me out of my you know comfort zone, if you will. Um, but it has been a blessing to to a lot of people. Um, really, through not that she's leading our family necessarily, but she's definitely led me in that way mm-hmm. to grow and and to be better better than I might have otherwise been. You know, I see that in your different wirings. Uh, you, we, we've joked before that uh, your your work uh, is a GBTX. Uh, it's uh, there's so many people that you are. You're so intentional with names. You're so intentional with people. People know that you care about them, uh, and you, you know, you. So many of these younger couples and college students that the Lord has entrusted to us that have been discipled. We'll talk about soup groups in a, in a little bit, a soup group, but. Tell us a little bit about, I think, I think Drew, you model so well what it is to be intentional at your work uh, and unashamed that you're a part of this church family and that you're a believer. Uh, what are some things that, you know, that kind of wire you in the way that you do to be intentional like you are uh, in your work? You know, I, I say that I'm, I'm not the extrovert that Cynthia is or not to that degree. I really do love people, though, and, and I think being kind to everybody is really important. Um, but then I'm selfish too, because there are things like among the first people that, that I really wanted to try and help get a job here was Shelby Guerra. And, uh, she and Nick were newlyweds. Um, they were the kind of people that we don't want them to move away from Nacogdoches. And so, you know, I'm thinking, well, I'm, I bet I know some jobs that someone, you know, like, <laughs> like Shelby, who is just 
so good and kind and smart and sweet and you know and and that was among the first there were several people from grace already working and maybe i back up i work at commercial bank of texas i'm <laughs> general counsel there um and uh and there are several that were ahead of me like um, megan Ferdin and joe weaver were already working there when i got there and then laura hayward joined so there we've got i don't know 11 or 12 people um but everybody sort of after me at that point for the most part, came through relationships that we had, either college kids that Cynthia knew that, you know, they needed a part-time job or something. And so, you know, I'd meet them and, and refer them and, and try and help them get on, on board. And it's really made a big difference in the things that I see at the bank. The, the departments where, you know, these young people work, I, there's less drama. There's more kindness. There's more grace. There's, you know, people, you know, more willing to listen and learn, um, and uh, it, not the not the drama that you have in a lot of workplaces. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's Pedro who is credited with first calling uh, the bank instead of CBTX or instead of GBC. It's <laughs> GBTX, I believe. <laughs> and uh, and it is, in some ways it's that way. And they're sprinkled all around. There's you know at the Star Branch and the Stallings Branch across from Walmart and then downtown. Um, there's, you know, several folks, but it, it's been a blessing to me. Um, now when Joe Weaver has a, uh, sometimes he bypasses me and he'll just call Roman and say, Hey, who do you have that, you know, <laughs> that, that, that needs a job that you, that you recommend? Um, and to a person, uh, everyone that's, that's been recommended that came through here have been great employees. And mm-hmm. I think they are even all still there. You know, mm-hmm. none of them have moved on yet. And that, that day's coming, but. Yeah, around 2060, right? I think that's yeah. about the next day that <laughs> yeah. they'll move it. And, you know, that what you just said, and that, that may not sound remarkable, uh, or you may not think that remarkable, but uh, to be a younger person and to have uh, a person with more experience advocate for you, and even just the components of advocating to people that we want you, we want you in Nacogdoches. We mm-hmm. want you still in our church family. And a part of what I think is, is incredibly healthy about that is that we want, you know what it is to have a healthy, how important it is to have a healthy community, to have healthy foundations. And so God has used you all as a couple, and I don't know how many people in our church know this, uh, the Hursts uh, used you, you all, um, uh, you know, a number of other couples as well uh, that have been married for some time to help stabilize a, a number of younger couples, folks that are either engaged or been married for a little bit or young professionals, uh, and to help build that community there with a soup group. So the soup group began, what was it? 2017-ish, maybe 18-ish? Yeah, maybe that. Around yeah. then. Mm-hmm. And it was a group that went over to the hearse that you all were a part of that they had soup and they would kind of <laughs> study the Bible and talk <laughs> marriage. And and that group has has grown and, and really multiplied up by pouring into people, uh, disciple makers, uh, leaders. And, uh, and so you all have been, have kind of become the nest of that group. That's now formed into three different uh, soup groups. Uh, all most, you know, people that are young professionals or have been married just for a couple of years. Uh, tell us why you're so intentional to to surround yourself with them. I mean, you have friends of all over ages, but these are couples that are mostly people in their twenties. Uh, why do you have a passion for pouring into that generation and that life stage? Well, I mean, they're our future. Um, they're our future of Grace Bible Church. They're our future in this city. And um, 
they're incredible. They're fun. They're fun to be with. And if you need furniture moved, they're they're a great resource too. <laughs> it's good to have those guys around sometimes. Um, they're just, uh, it's the joy really of our um, last few years to have relationships with them and to get to spend that time with that group. They're pretty special. Our most recent few years. It's not as though we're in our last years. No. <laughs> I don't feel bad, but <laughs> they are. It's, um, you know, and we don't feel constrained by age, you know, that there are a bunch of people in their 20s, basically. Um, the Hearsts really kicked it off. Mm-hmm. It was just the Hearsts and maybe the Allens um, mm. at first. And there was only four or five couples that, that were meeting. But then it is like the next year. It just started exponentially growing, and that's when mm-hmm. they said something to us about helping them. Um, and then it's kind of morphed, you know, a little bit differently. But th- that those folks are there at an age where, you know, a lot of times they're they're renting a place that's small and they can't really host a big place. So sometimes it was just well, our house is available anytime you need it, you know. And some days it was not much more than, yeah, you can you can use it, you know. It's not. Not that we're instrumental to what's going on there, uh, because all of these people are, they're really capable of leading groups on their mm-hmm. own and all. Um, so we're happy just to, to provide a venue if it's nothing more than that. But then also it, it's fun doing the studies with them because they're sharp and they bring, they bring a new perspective to a lot of things and, uh, mm-hmm. and they're challenging too. It's, it, it helps us to, to grow. It helps me to, to try and become a better man when I see these young guys who are doing it well. Mm-hmm. Uh, when we talk about a desire for grace to be multi-generational, uh, it's not that it's a church that has the generations. It's, a, it's that it's a church that is family together. And uh, one uh, couple that we have here at church, it's uh, a little older. The Lord's brought to us. They, they were sharing that they, with me, that they were just sitting back one Sunday, just observing. And they're newer here and, and just watching. And after the service, they, uh, they noticed that it wasn't just the college students stayed in one spot or just the young people over here and just the older people over here. But one thing that so struck them that they thought was so unusual was that older people were running into the group of college students. And you had college or young adults that were running into the group of this group of couples mm-hmm. that had been married or, or single folks that, you know, in their 40s, 50s uh, or 60s. And, and that component struck them in a great way. And that's, that's a testament that we have in, in Christ uh, is the ability to be uh, on the same foundation, different seasons, different stages. Uh, and uh, that's, a, that's a beautiful thing. Well, this Sunday we're continuing through Jonah and um, we're going to be, where are we going to be? We we're we're finished finishing, up? yeah, we're continuing to the end. Yes, we're finishing Jonah. <laughs> uh, we'll be finishing off in Jonah chapter 3, verse 10 through uh, chapter 4. Uh, and we get really hit with the reality that God's perspective is is not only better, but it's uh, it's greater than ours. And so we are always in the season of do I trust my perspective or do I trust God's perspective? Uh, and, and Jonah experiences this bitterness, bitterness that uh, the Lord has shown mercy upon the Ninevites. He seems to be, it seems like in the text that he has built a little booth, a little tent for himself uh, to get a good view of God wiping out the Ninevites and God shows mercy to them. And he's really embittered for that. And then he's embittered that God would raise up a little plant to give him a little bit of comfort and then to choose to send a worm to take it away. Uh, he's embittered at God. His, he believes his perspective is better than God's perspective. God rebukes him in that, gives him perspective. Uh, but Jonah ends in a very unique way. It ends talking about cattle. 
Uh, you know, we got a book, we think of whales. Well, we're finishing off talking about cattle. So that's one of the things we're going to look at this Sunday. Why does the Lord make a, a, a deal about cattle? That he remembers even to make that the very last words of this book and the cattle. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, I, it's been really uh, humbling and uh, sobering to, to consider Jonah uh, over these past several weeks and to see the, uh, the parallels of the gospel and how we look at Jesus and, and, um, and this, this sign that Jesus points back to. And, um, and so uh, just like we do every single Sunday, we're going to be remembering Jesus as well as the, at the center of, um, at the center of what we're doing, this God, man, Christ response that you, you touched on this past week and reminded us again, that this is, this is who we are. This is what we do. This is why we do it. Um, this is going to be a, a full Sunday coming mm -hmm. up uh, with a lot of wonderful things. We have baptism, uh, and uh, that's going to be uh, beautiful and wonderful to observe and participate in as a body. Uh, we have the Lord's Supper this Sunday. Uh, we have our first Sunday with the, our, our new worship choir. And, um, and of course, at, at the center of, of all this, we still have the same risen, conquering Lord. And um, so we're grateful for the joy of, of being able to celebrate that together as a, as a church. Um, and I'm celebrating today the joy that it's been to sit down with, with you guys. Um, uh, I'm so thankful for, for both of you and your family and uh, the ministry that you bring to this church as a whole, but also to, to me and my wife personally. Uh, we're just so, so grateful for you and, and the example you set to really just let your let your home be filled with ministry, and uh, so we just thank you, thankful for you. Thank you, Stephen. Thanks, it's a pleasure. Well, church, we we love you dearly, and uh, we're praying for you. Uh, we're praying that the Lord sustains you through the week, as He promises to do. He keeps us until the end, and uh, He is all that we need. And so we'll see you this Sunday as we worship together.